It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Well, hi, Ryan. It is so nice and sunshiny out, and I got some sunshine right here in the studio with me. I have Dr. Donna Polk in today. She's the Chief Executive Officer, or yes, CEO at the Nebraska Urban Indian Health Coalition. Welcome, Dr. Donna. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. It's been a minute. We met a long time ago. I'm so glad to see you again. So before we get all into what Nebraska Urban Indian Health Coalition is about, tell us about you. Wow. Well, I don't always feel comfortable talking about myself. Let me start off by saying this. I have lived in Nebraska since 1964. Okay. I was a military wife, and we were assigned here. Ah. That's how I arrived. But, okay. Um, and I've been in this position for 32 years. Really? Yes. Oh, my and goodness. I was a little kid when I got it. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyway, so, um, you know, I'm just very privileged to have this opportunity to talk about what we do because maybe there's someone out there, if they can't use our service, they know someone who could. Absolutely. And what you're doing is so important because we are on native land. I mean, we are Nebraska. We are it, right? Absolutely. The Omaha people named the city, of course, and the state. Mm -hmm. And so we typically start with the land acknowledgement because there are a lot of people who don't have that history. Right. So we have to acknowledge it and be grateful that we are still here. Yes, indeed. So you guys do a lot of stuff. I mean, you're really trying to elevate the health status, right? Right. So tell us a little bit like nutshell, what's your mission statement? What's the main goal? Our mission statement is very, very simple to remember. Our mission is to elevate the health status of urban Indians Mm -hmm. And the underserved, uh-huh. and it's just recently in the next in the last three or four years that we added the underserved. Ah, um, our primary funding comes from the Indian Health Service. Okay. Now, for those listeners who may not be that familiar with the way uh, the Indian Health Service provides services, mm-hmm. the reason they exist is because as Native people were being relocated mm-hmm. east to west, right. They were being pushed off of their lands, mm-hmm. and as they, the forced migration, one of the key services that they did not access was health care. So in 1955, the Indian Health Service was created, okay. and they set up hospitals and clinics along the way. Okay. And then in the early 70s, mm-hmm. they decided that there needed to be more of a focus. So that's when they started funding urban organizations. Ah. So an urban Indian is a person who does not have direct access to services on their reservations. Okay, that's what I was okay. going to ask. That's okay. the distinction. So even though they might belong to a tribe, say in South Dakota, or North Dakota, mm-hmm. or even one of the N- Nebraska tribes, if they have moved off the reservation, they might lose their eligibility. Oh, 
school. Okay. And the reason for a lot of that, Cami, is because of limited funding. Ah, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at health status, which has a lot to do with environment, economics, yep. okay, mm-hmm. race, yes. gender, yes, mm-hmm. then people don't get the preventive services that they should have to keep them from getting chronic illnesses. Right. That's amazing because the health, the health that we have here, our services aren't so great for anybody, really. And if you can't access them. Right. And, and if you really... don't know, I couldn't find you. Right. <laughs> and I had your address, <laughs> and you had been so thorough in saying, this is where I am, and I'm driving all over this campus. Right. Driving. At least yeah. I had a car. See, exactly. And then I got where I parked, and it said, go around to the south side, and I had to think, can I walk around there? <laughs> no, just, just, but you understand? Yes, absolutely. So they don't make it easy yeah, here in America. It's access. Yes, it is. It's access. It is, and it's almost a privilege if you do have insurance. And even if you have insurance, mm-hmm. it still doesn't mm-hmm. cover everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just find it so mm-hmm. lacking, you yes. know? Yes, But we're really grateful that you exist because, as you mentioned, there's people that move. They've left their tribes, but yes. they still need yes. their health. And the other th- reason we added the under the underserved is because a lot of our Native people are in relationships with non-Native that Mm -hmm. are not official. Right. If you are married, that's very different. As a Uh, dependent, it's kind of like the military. Okay. You know, then Uh you get services. Right. But if you've just been in a longstanding relationship, you might have children or grandma or somebody. Mm -hmm. So we say, come one, come all. Good. Yes. So tell me, what did people do before you existed? Oh, they were pitiful. Oh. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, they probably didn't feel very good, did they? And they were probably sick. You know what? And that's not necessarily the truth because before we existed as as a coalition, we were Indian Chicano, ah. at, which is now one world. Uh, okay. okay. I'm and we had now. limited services. In okay. fact, with Creighton, we had OBGYN ah. a half day a week, mm-hmm. and we had pediatrics a half day a week, and we were housed at the Lutheran uh, building on 20th and William. Okay. There was like a little outreach place okay, there. Yeah. Might have been Lutheran Family Services. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so then we were incorporated in 86, 1986. Ah. And our service area is Lincoln, Omaha, and Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. Now, of course, if there are people outside of that service area, we still try to reach them through telehealth. Oh, good. Okay. Because in Lincoln, we have a clinic. It's mm-hmm. small, but we've been in that space for 20 year, 23 years. Wow. And okay. so now people are doing telehealth. But one thing I do want to mention, since I have this opportunity, is that they're starting a process called unwinding. So we want to make sure your listeners are aware of that. Okay, what is that? During the public health emergency as a result of Mm -hmm. Mm COVID-19, people did not have to re-enroll in Medicaid, CHIP, you know, because Mm -hmm. they couldn't get out. Exactly. They couldn't get out. And so now that the public health emergency is ending in May, Mm -hmm. they're starting and I don't know why they call it this, the unwinding process. Yeah, that's weird. And so but, okay. people are going to have to reapply to make sure they don't lose coverage. Okay. And the other thing I want to mention is that with people who have been getting extra food benefits, yes. they need to make sure they check with a caseworker 
to make sure that they're going to be able to eat. Right. I know that because that's ending too. And I yes, keep saying, well, yes. what are people supposed to do? Hey, I'm telling you, it's sad. It is sad. Because we throw away food. Oh, we throw away oh, food. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's just gross. Yeah. And then again, how do you get to a pantry? And then you get the pantry because when a church, local church was doing pantries, I would go there and get stuff and then mm-hmm. try to pass it out. And there were some things in there that I didn't recognize what it was. Right, yeah. You know, some little white mm-hmm. things looked like turnips, but they had little arms coming out of them. Huh. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not eating that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. And then for those of us who grew up on oatmeal and Cheerios, mm-hmm. we don't want some of that other stuff. Right. You exactly. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I just want to make sure that your listeners are aware of yes. those things so that they can get in touch with someone who can help them work through it. And they need to do this by May? They that's need when to start ends. doing it right now. Right now. Because they're starting the unwinding. Okay. okay. All right, you guys. Seriously, yeah. listen to Dr. D. Get this done. Yes. Because it's yes. going to be a big yes. change, yes. right? If you get SNAP or any other food cards or mm-hmm. anything like that, call the person that gives you that and just ask them, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get on it because May's right. going to be here. Oh, yeah. So tell us about your brand new location in South Omaha. Oh, That's my goodness. exciting. My goodness. Gentrification. That brings up the subject that just makes right? me mad <laughs> because the gentry is saying we don't want to live where we used to live. We want your space. Mm. And so the space that they're taking to gentrify mm-hmm. is usually where a lot of low-income people yeah. or people that didn't have a lot of transportation. Right. So now they're being relocated mm-hmm. like the natives were yep. back in the day and still are. And so our space was very valuable mm-hmm. where we were on 22nd right. off of St. Mary. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in South Omaha and we took an old building, the Eagles, Fraternal Order of the Eagles, and because Eagles are so sacred to Native people. That's right. I thought that's the building. Mm -hmm. And so then affordable housing is almost non-existent. So there happened to Mm. be a vacant lot across the street. Mm -hmm. So I talked to some people, made some new friends. So we built a 44-unit apartment complex. Wonderful. That's efficiencies to three bedrooms and what I'm most proud of other than it's a secure building and we uh-huh. try to make it as safe as possible is that every unit has a washer and dryer. Perfect. Because I hate laundromats. Oh, me too. Yeah. Nothing and, worse. And, you know, I'm very familiar with South Omaha because I've been going in and out of there since the 60s. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you where a laundromat is. I don't think I could either. Thank you. Yeah. So if since with three bedrooms, that's often a parent or two parents with children. Mm-hmm. Just imagine it's freezing weather. Right. And you got to take your stuff outside Ugh. somewhere and you don't have a car. Right. So now, you know, you just open up one of the closet Ugh. doors and there's your stuff. Terrible. But that's awesome. I know. I mean, that is like true freedom. Absolutely. That's a big gift. And we have a community room Mm -hmm. where people can put up a $75 deposit, not rental. Okay. And that's where they can have parties or dinners or just some bridge. Cool. poker. We are not going to have any gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Not there. Not there. No. Mm -mm. Okay. But no, serious. And then we have activities. Oh, I love that. We have an artist. He lives there, so he is really a resident artist. Oh, that's sweet. So June, who 
was supposed to be here today, but she's on vacation. Yeah, whatever, June. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, June wrote a grant, so we pay him, and everybody oh, gets an easel and wonderful. a canvas and paints. <laughs> Love it. And I promise you, Cammie, if you we'll invite you the next time we have the painting class. Okay. I refuse to take it because I can't make a stick figure. Oh, me either. You will. <laughs> You will, I promise. Okay. And so we have that. We have speakers come in and talk about financial literacy. Good. Mm-hmm. Which is more important now than ever. Yes. Because the only people that are making money are the financial institutions and the grocery stores. That is true. And so. <laughs> that is right. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm a little hyped up because trying to find you stressed me out. I thought I was going to be able to find you. Well, I'm so glad you got here. Okay. Finally. All right. Okay. But tell me about your Ready to Rent program. What's that Oh, about? my gosh. All right. So when we were able to get investors who invested the money to, mm-hmm. for us to build the apartments, I thought, now, what could we do that's innovative? Yeah. So I found some training online somewhere on the West Coast, I'm sure. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And we named it Ready to Rent. Okay. And it's a like a 12-hour, not all at one time. Mm-hmm class that you take on how to be a good tenant ah. and how to find a good landlord. Ah, I okay. think one is easier than the other. Exactly. You ask me, but finding, okay. finding the good landlord is tough. Yes, it is. All right. Yeah. But then upon graduation, uh-huh. you get a card okay. that you can carry on you uh-huh. and you can show it to somebody and say, see, I went through ready to rent training. Okay. And I'm ready. Here good. I am. Good. And that probably really helps get them a place. Absolutely. That is so awesome. Isn't that good? Yes. Look at you. Peter and Shaker. <laughs> Love it. Well, I got June. She's the visionary. Oh, I June. mean, she implements stuff. I come up with the bright ideas. Well, you two are, of course, to be reckoned with. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Just yeah. what you've done in the last, yeah. what, couple of years? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And you guys have so many programs. Yes. And I do want to talk about a, a, as many as we can fit in, like the treatment program. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, I tell you, you know, um, people use drugs often because they're in pain. Mm-hmm. And it can be physical or emotional. Right. And so now they're saying we're going to treat drugs with drugs. Okay. Yeah. And so we have a residential facility mm-hmm. that is only open for Native people 19 and older. Oh, okay. And that's because that's where we get our money. It's from the Indian Health mm-hmm, Service. Mm-hmm. And because we do have some interventions that might be a little different for people, sure. we focus a lot on spirituality. Okay. Now, people will say, well, what's the difference between spirituality and religion? Right. You want to know what that is? Do tell. Okay. <clears throat> religion is for people who are afraid of going to hell. Okay. Spirituality is for people who've been there. Oh. Think ooh, about I like that. that. Think about ooh, it. that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I know. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot and of so sense. And so we do a lot of trauma-informed training. Okay. Because as you might have heard, they're digging up boarding schools yes. because they're finding oh. dead bodies of children and adults. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. I know. Oh, Think America. about it. Think about it. I shake my fist. I know. Horrible. Yes. And so that's what we do in the residential. Now we have outpatient. We have telehealth Mm -hmm. because 
as a result of COVID, a lot of people are coming forward to say they're depressed. Right. And a lot of that is based upon uncertainty. Mm -hmm. We don't know what COVID is and are we going to live? Are we going to have long haulers? Whatever. Right. So we implemented telehealth because we know some people can't get to us. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you can go online and we provide smartphones and we provide, um, what do you call those? iPad things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So that people, if they don't have the technology, we could do it. They can call on the phone and have a session. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, and you actually give them the tools to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely, because Perfect. no matter how good you're doing, like you provide radios, you have an excellent opportunity because people don't know. We used to have radios. Mm-hmm. Amos and Andy, the Shadow yep. Knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All of uh-huh. those. And they act like podcasts or something that's new. It's not new. But nope. anyway. We've been doing this forever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not you. You're too young. But <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway, yes. So then what about the peer support program? Does that assist with recovery? Does oh, that my go goodness. Hand in yes, hand? it does. Tell us about peer that. support is based upon people's experiences when they had the issue. Ah. I believe, and don't quote me on this, that this started with people who were mental, had been mentally ill. Mm, okay. And now they're better, maybe living in transitional housing or maybe back in their home. Sure. And so they could go out kind of like AA mm-hmm. and encourage people to go get help yeah. or look at me, I'm doing well. Well, now that's kind of become a part of behavioral health. Mm -hmm. And so we have people who are in recovery doing well. Good. And they can go out even on the street. That's awesome. And say, hey, have you been to a meeting lately? You need anything? Mm -hmm. You need a phone? Mm -hmm. You know, and we'll hook them up. So with this treatment program, I attended AA. Mm -hmm. I'm proudly sober, seven years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. But is the treatment program that you offer, is it like a 12-step program? How is it different? No, no, no. It's person-centered. Okay. And what that means is if a person comes in and they are evaluated, Mm -hmm. they may need six months of residential treatment or outpatient. Okay, so... And then another person might need two weeks. Right, because everybody's different. Everybody's different. It's just like any chronic disease. Mm -hmm. Because I try to tell people, and I am a licensed therapist, that don't be ashamed to come back. I I had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I'm 10 years out. But I'm sure if I go back to Buffett and say, I think I something's wrong, they're not going to say, oh, no, we told you. And right. You, went, you got a chip. <laughs> exactly. And like, and here, Golden, get exactly. out. <laughs> exactly. Right. But you're right, because as someone that is sober, I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard when you fall off the wagon and go back, and it has to do with pride and all that stuff. Yeah, but you yeah, know what? you got to set no, that aside. I tell people, and I don't, because of all the things that I do, I don't have time to really interact with a lot of the clients. But if I do, I tell them, Mm -hmm. you know, come back. Call us. Absolutely. And we'll come and get you or do whatever we need to do. Come on. That is amazing. So you all provide transportation as well? Yeah. How do you do that? Oh, man. Get in the car and drive. (laughs) And you literally go get them. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all are really amazing. Well, seriously. You know, what are we going to do? Exactly. Right. What are we going to do? We can't send. The rescue squad, I mean, we are the rescue squad, mm-hmm. but if you had cardiovascular disease, then you'd call and get some help. Come right. On. Exactly. You know, and, I, and we get people out of prison. 
you know. Yeah, tell us about that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, ready to start there, right? Well, you know, in the 70s, I had a television show, and I thought, what could I do that's different from the cooking show since I don't cook? Mm-hmm. So I had a show called Fankly Female. Oh. And for my very first show, I wanted to really be something different, go on location. Ooh. And this was before Oprah, of course. So I went to the women's prison in York. Huh. And I, Yeah. Because I wanted to interview Carol Fugate. Oh. You know, she Mm -hmm. was very well known. And that got me interested in corrections. So I volunteered for 26 years. Wow. And I could, you know, go in and out of every institution. In fact, on the day that there was an execution, I spent the day with the person that was being killed at his request. I didn't even know him. That hurts my heart. That must have been just... It was traumatic because that that ended my volunteering Mm. because I thought, I give. I've done 26 years and I'm I'm just to let somebody else do it. Wow, you have a magnificent Um, history. You really do. (laughs) And you know what? I just want to say, I didn't know you wrote a book. Oh, yeah. You wrote a book? Well, why did I write a book? Because when I worked for the state of Nebraska as the first affirmative action equal opportunity officer in Mm -hmm. 72, I traveled all 93 counties. And people would say, is there any other colored people like you? And I go, oh. And they said, like you or Senator Chambers. Oh. And I go, (laughs) I didn't really know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Right. So. I got a small grant from Humanities, and I did research. Uh-huh. And I found people who had made notable contributions to the growth and development of Nebraska. People Is- like Henry, uh, or excuse me, George Flippin, who was an uh, incredible bug eater. That's who the uh-huh. Cornhuskers were. Look at that. Yeah. Is this book still available? Kind of. Okay, because I want us to read it on air. So we'll talk more about that off the air. But in the meantime, (laughs) yes. So your history, you have all this history, and it's all come together. And what you are doing now is just really needed and magnificent. Mm -hmm. And there's still more programs. You Mm -hmm. mentioned the Tired Moccasins. Isn't that just wonderful? Yes, I love that. That's our senior program. Yes. And I decided that you were a senior, an elder at 50 instead of 62. Oh, I like that. Because Native people don't live to be 62. Right. Not even nowadays they don't? No. Are you kidding me? They have the, the, the shortest lifespan of any group. That's terrible. In the, in the United States. Oh. Well, the stress. Stress mm, right? will kill you. Yes, it will. And imagine if you see people desecrating your land. Mm. You know, they tried to put the Keystone Pipestone yes. up in. Ooh, and they put on a good fight, didn't they? Yeah, and then look, we had a spill mm-hmm. here in Nebraska. Right. Oil it's like, everywhere. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, probably shouldn't get political. Oh, well. All right. Okay. We can talk about whatever. Okay. So, but anyway, uh, the tired moccasins, they mm-hmm. come Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and they do arts and crafts. They have a garden. Outside, I have a master gardener who comes. She travels the world. Whoa. Either chasing monarch butterflies or teaching people and learning herself how people in different countries Mm -hmm. cook. Yeah, that's cool. And how they eat. What a score. She's phenomenal. Her name is Nancy Scott. Okay. She's phenomenal, I'm telling you. Wow, go Nancy. And then we do arts and crafts. We get food from Inua. Eastern mm-hmm. Nebraska Office on Aging. Mm-hmm. And I hear that some of the senior programs 
throughout Nebraska are going to lose services because they don't have any money for transportation. Oh, that's that's horrible. Okay. That's horrible. That is. We got to find the money. The money's out there. You, you know, know that. It's out we there. know that money you know is out, it's out there. there. Yeah. yeah. And what are we doing with it? I don't know. We're not fixing but, the potholes, but yeah. yes, we're not doing anything. <laughs> I don't even know. It's just I the know. richer gets richer, right? Come on now. I know. Ooh, that's People a are going to blame me for you being <laughs> radical, but... No, they, they know. They've oh, listened to okay. the show. All right. Okay. So, I have to figure out, wh- when are you on? Um, when am I on? No, when is the radio thing on? It's on right now. We're live. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I thought you'd have a chance to edit me out. No. No. So what channel or wherever? I have well, a radio in my office. Well, you know, you can't get us on any regular radio. You got to have a special radio. That's why we send them out for free. Oh. Yeah, because we're subcarriers to KIOS and NETV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so that way we can broadcast across the state, but you got to have a special radio. Oh, okay, well, I need a special radio well, then, because we'll I radios. just have a little cheapy something I got at Dollar Store Oh, my somewhere. gosh, we'll hook you up. And any of your residents, too, that might, that they really? if they can't read, they're print impaired. Yes. yes. Let yes. us help you. Oh, thank you. Seriously. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Like some of your tired moccasins folks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they could probably use that. Yes. So... What is the elders grant? Is that different than from the Tired Moccasins Elder Program? Is there a grant that you guys have, or is that? Well, you know, that's why. Is that June? <laughs> that's <laughs> probably June, because we didn't, the reason we meet three days a week is because when I started, when I moved up here in, in 2020, I mean 2000, we didn't have any money mm-hmm. for the elders. And so I paid for their lunches out of my pocket. Oh, geez. And I didn't have very much of a pocket right. then either. <laughs> yeah. So, but lunches were, I think, just a dollar. Oh, my gosh. So we ate, they could eat three times a week, mm-hmm. okay? And so now they don't charge me. And so that's the benefit of having that relationship with Inua. Yeah. You know, yes. because uh, a lot of people, they need the socialization so they don't sit at home and get depressed. Yes. The other thing I want to let your listeners know, please be aware of fentanyl. Yes. And the reason I bring that up is because fentanyl is 100 times more potent than heroin. Mm-hmm. Heroin is more potent than morphine, mm-hmm. okay? And many of us are familiar with fentanyl because right. it was developed as a painkiller for cancer ah. because that is probably the most incredible pain yeah. you can experience. Mm-hmm. But now they're mixing it with methamphetamines. Yep. So when I talk to the elders, they go, oh, I don't do drugs. Yeah, but your grandkids mm-hmm. might. Yeah. And it looks like salt. Mm-hmm. But it can cause you to go into cardiac arrest. Just like a little pinch of it. Like a little bit. Like on the pencil. Yes, yeah. And if you borrow something from your grandkid, I mean, you got to be careful. So you have to be careful Uh and just be alert. Mm -hmm. Because when they talk about opioid addiction like they had to dealing with Appalachia, Mm -hmm. this is different. It is an opioid, but not the same. Right. Okay. Now, this will kill you. Yes, it will kill you. Before you you even know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's scary. Yeah. 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 Good point. Yeah. Now, listen, we only have four minutes left. Oh, no. I know. I told you this would go by fast. No, you should have told me to come at nine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You can always come back. Oh, okay. So tell me. Thank you. We got four minutes. Uh, Tell me a success story. You got one? Oh, my God. I know you probably have a billion, but what's like a one that really always stands out? Man, just, oh, gosh, I, I, I can't even think. Just 
just, you know, we had a client who was uh, sexually assaulted, mm. and it involved the 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 assaulter getting a long prison sentence. Good, long, like mm-hmm. fifty years. Good, and so. We helped her through that, Good. and she stands up in meetings and will talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, but protecting her confidentiality—that's a success. Oh yes, it is. And the other success is just having people understand trauma, mm-hmm. and just—I told Cammy that I want to have a podcast called Grannies. <laughs> Because I don't think my grandkids pay me enough attention. Oh, they are missing out. I know. They are missing out. I know. And so that's something that I want to do. And thanks to the White's Family Foundation, Uh I was able to take a class at Metro Community College on how to do a podcast, but I forgot what they taught me. Oh, darn it. So, but Cammie (laughs) said she would help me. I will show you how to hit record. All right. Because it's going to be good. I know that. All right. So, Nebraska Urban Indian Health Coalition is located? At 2226 Uh N-Street, Omaha, 68. 107. And, then how and about our phone number mm-hmm. is 402 346 0902. And we have a website. Yes, your website's awesome. What, yes. What's your website? www.nuihc.com. Because we're so old, when they first started having websites, I thought we were going to be a business and not a nonprofit. <laughs> So we're .com, not .org. There you go. But you're welcome to call us. If there's anything you can do, you can call Cammie. She'll get the message to Mm -hmm. us. That's right. And this has been a wonderful opportunity. Thank you so very much. Oh, thank you for coming, Dr. Donna. It was so great to see you. And thank you for doing all that you do for our Native Americans and the underserved. Absolutely. We need you. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. Well, you've been listening to Community Conversations. Thanks for listening. I'm Cammie Carlisle. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.